are listening to the award-winning, leading children's gardening educator, Lee Connolly, the Skinny Jean Gardener and my daddy. This week on the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast... But before that, as a parent, I know it can be challenging to resist the law of technology and the never-ending stream of notifications that come with it. But it's important to remember that our children crave our attention and presence more than any device ever could. One way to combat the distraction of technology is to set aside dedicated time each day to be fully present with your children. This could mean turning off the phone during mealtimes, taking a walk together without any devices, or just getting outside gardening, away from social media. Another helpful strategy is to limit your own screen time and model healthy digital habits for your children. Remember, the moments we share with our children are fleeting, and it's up to us to make the most of them. So if you're with family or friends right now, turn off this podcast, put down the phone, and go and create some real memories. It's that time once again, Merry Christmas to us all, that Santa's little elves are about to join us at home. That's right, it's the 1st of December, which means we've got 24 days of Santa's naughty elves running around the house. But how about making them a little home outside too, so they can enjoy that space? Yeah, don't worry about fairy gardens and all that. This Christmas, let's make an elf home outside so they can run amok outside in the freezing cold so if you're a parent getting ready for an elfmas christmas you you get the point for the next 24 days and i run out of ideas like we do uh then how about making an elf home for your elves outside for now let's get on with the podcast oh yeah Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I hope you are all well. Oh, okay. This week, oh my gosh, like I just pretty much mentioned for the first two minutes, two, three minutes of this show, today, as I record, well, not as I record this, but as this podcast goes out, it's the 1st of December 2023, which means we are rocking into Christmas. Oh, yes. And also means... 
we only have three more. No, two more podcasts left of this year. What? What? We'll also do a little New Year's special somewhere along the route, no doubt. Um, I did say I was going to do that watch along, didn't I? Should we do that on the 15th? You fancy that? All right, fine, we'll do it. For the Christmas special, we're going to do a ground force watch along, something we've not done for absolute ages here on the podcast, plus all of the good stuff as well. Anyway, right. How have you been? Kitchen update for all you kitchen fans. Hashtag kitchen fans. We are there. I've only got to put a little bit of paint on the walls. Like with one more layer of paint. Oh, gosh. And then it's done. I'm so excited about that. It's taken up my entire life, it seems. While also trying to be some sort of politician and entertainer it's a hard life isn't it i know i know you don't you don't come on here to just hear me moan though do you do you know what i mean i don't hear what you're saying hey ideal home show thanks for your kind words about ideal home show went really well last week on saturday had really good time walking around ideal home show chatting to all you lovely people cooking up an absolute storm i've uh, obviously been with my dad working on my kitchen the last couple of weeks as well and I spoke to him about Ideal Home Show. He said, how did it go? I said, yeah, well, I talked about you a little bit. Oh, he's oh, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, how you could cook Christmas dinner better. I didn't mean it in that way. Dad, if you're listening, I didn't mean it in that way. I meant it in a nicer way. It come out wrong how I said it, probably on stage as well. But anyway, get away from that, away from that. Uh, really fun, actually. Some of them makes that we talked about last week. Uh, we got some kids on stage to do it as well. That went down really well. It's really nice. I enjoy bringing that in a little bit. Usually, I'm just on stage showing a slideshow. I don't really like that. I like to get me a little bit hands-on. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, getting into the Christmas spirit, uh, I must say we are putting our lights up this weekend. I can't wait. We've gone and brought. <laughs> We've gone and brought. A six-foot dinosaur holding a present. It was half price. I couldn't say no to it. It was half price. How could I say no to a six-foot dinosaur? Um, maybe we'll do a Christmas light special next week. I don't know. Probably will. Let's do that next week. But um, very excited to get some lights up. I tell you what. You ever watch that film, Deck the Halls? You know where they all a competition along the road with everyone decorating the front of a house? Yeah. That's what it's like down this road. It's Every year, it's getting bigger and bigger. I, I can't keep up. But it costs a fortune and all. Can't do that. Anyway, on with this week's Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. As you know. Has Rishi Sunak replied to Lee? Yeah. Come to no surprise that he has not yet. Right, honestly, I sent the letter in June. You'd get something back by now, wouldn't you, usually? Come on. Oh, Rishi hasn't replied to me yet. Down at the bottom of the garden Among the birds and the bees That's a good idea. Well, welcome 
to the bottom of the garden. Well, actually, let's start. There's a bird or a seagull screams in the background. Let's start at the top of the garden and um, we'll come to the coldness in a second. Because, uh, as I mentioned, the kitchen is, apart from a couple of licks of paint, almost there. Which means that the outside area off the back of the kitchen is a lot tidier and less of a building site. I've done a few bits up here, moved a few chairs and that around, not finished a solid wall yet, but we did have some worktop left over, um, some wooden worktop, and because we've got a plastic roof here, it's not going to get really that wet, um, I've turned it into a nice little bar area, I had some bar stools that I had left over um, from a project, so they're up here now, so I've got a nice little bar sort of uh, seating area where we can sit, we've got a little egg chair sitting over there, a little area to sit, and also we've got a pizza oven. It's all coming together. I have ordered, um, like I said, I've got like a polycarbonate roof over this pergola area, which I generally don't talk about that often, but because we've been talking about the kitchen, I thought I'd mention it on the podcast, I have brought some extra polycarbonate because the idea is we'll go right up to the back of the house. So you step outside the kitchen, out into this area and then you'll look down into the garden the real focus will be like a tunnel vision to the garden um, with the lawn that's the idea of it so it'll be literally a room off of a room um, and hopefully be a bit warmer hopefully be used but even if it's raining it means we're going to step out here nice and dry and still use the area so that's the idea of it um, uh, there but I'm really happy with how that's looking and it's nice to be out of a building site, if I'm honest with you. If I come down the grass, I'm going to... i tell you what, it's frosty. It's really frosty. I think we had a bit of snow, but no one believed me last night. But one thing that I got rid of a long time ago was a path that went all the way down the garden. And, uh, and now, obviously, during the frost, you shouldn't really step on grass. Um, I've been doing it for years, but you shouldn't. One thing I'm going to do, though, is actually probably put, like, a little fence or something across because you can see straight down the middle where everyone's walking down to the sheds. Um, and I just want to redirect the traffic along the grass. But anyway, very frosty as we come really down to the bottom of the garden. And, um, and do you know what? The frost hasn't really touched the small garden down here, which is quite nice. It's very uh because it's so enclosed i don't think it really um does much to it not a lot down down here uh if i'm honest with you because of everything we've been doing with the building work but some big plans and i love this because from building there's always materials left over i've very slowly accumulated a few little bits that i want to hold on to to make some fun stuff in here likely to happen now as we come in december like to happen early in the new year uh, i don't think i'm gonna have time mainly because i want to try and get that end area ready uh, for winter to be able to use perhaps um, but yeah come january i think i'm gonna come back down here and give it a refresh but it's looking good it's looking very tidy and that's the best thing right so it's ready to go and that's probably the biggest tip from this is to have your garden ready to go for the new year as we come into uh, december come into christmas it's nice to think that in the new year, it's just fresh and ready for you. Same with allotments, same with your garden. Um, just tidy it up and have it nice and ready. Because the worst thing that we can do is think 
come the new year that we've got to come down into the garden and do loads of work just to get it ready. Um, so, yeah, really happy with how it was looking um, down here. So there we go. Uh, that is this week's down oh, at the bottom of the garden. But I'll tell you something. I did say I was going to mention the cold and we did mention the frost, but I am frozen. Like so, so cold. Actually, while I've got you on here, one thing that has been hit by a little bit of frost I can see is the wormery. I just want to see if there's worms in here. Hang on, see if they're doing all right. I can't actually get into it. Hang on, wait there. I'll, have to... I'll put you down over here. God! It's a little bit, oh, it's a little bit frozen in. Here we go. No, that's that bit, that's the wrong bit I'm looking at. Oh, oh dear. It's probably like a little earthquake for these worms at the moment. But let me try, ah, here we go. Are the worms okay? They look like they're hibernating. Hibernating? Hibernating. Are they moving? Come on, guys. We've got a little bit of movement in there from them. I think they're doing doing okay. I might wrap something. I have got some polyphene. I might actually sort them out today, actually, and just give them a little bit of a wrap in that, just to keep them warm over the winter. Might just move them down from where they are. Care for them worms a little bit more than I have been. Anyway, that's it for me this week here. At down at the bottom of the garden. God, it's cold. Let me get inside. Just a real quick one. School Garden Success is the ultimate resource for primary school teachers looking to inspire their students to connect with nature, grow their own food and care for wildlife. School Garden Success offers a comprehensive range of resources and tools to support educators in teaching children how to develop and maintain a thriving school garden. With our expertly designed lesson plans tailored to meet the needs of primary school children, you can easily incorporate gardening into your curriculum and bring science and environmental studies to life. Our extensive range of high-quality gardening equipment and supplies, including seeds, compost, planters and more, will ensure that your garden is set up for success and will provide your students with the tools they need to take ownership of their learning and build a connection with the natural world. At School Garden Success, we understand the challenges of teaching in today's fast-paced and demanding education system, which is why we've created a one-stop shop for all your gardening needs. From online tutorials and how-to guides to expert advice and support, we're here to help you every step of the way. So whether you're a seasoned gardener or just starting out, visit schoolgardensuccess.co.uk today and discover the benefits of bringing the joy of gardening to your classroom. Now. Back to the podcast. Okay, and welcome to the news, everybody. And this week is a little bit of a different... Well, it's not different, right? This really got my back up when I saw this in the week. Kate Bradbury. uh, I, I think we may have had her on the podcast once before, right? But... She went on to Good Morning Britain. I love Kate so much. 
brilliant uh, a presenter and everything she, she talks about uh, within nature. Uh, but she, uh, good on her, right? There's one of those uh, things. <laughs> Come on. I don't know if I can say this with a with a um a straight face. She went on to Good Morning Britain to talk about bird song and whether it should be banned and whether you should be banned from feeding the birds. And who was she up against? This Ryan guy who literally, right? I don't know who he is. I think he was from The Apprentice once, okay? He comes on this show. I watch this in the morning. Don't know why, because it winds me up. He comes on this show and literally disagrees with anything. Imagine having a job where you just disagree with it. Doesn't make has to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense, but he just disagrees with it. So I thought here on the show, me and you would sit through that piece and dissect it minute by minute. Because honestly, I watched it in disbelief and I thought the first thing I thought was, I've got to speak. I've got to tell my podcast people about this. This is, is it just me? Is it me? I did tweet about it in Kate was so faintly. It, what, a, what a strange experience, no doubt. Let's have a look at the piece from Good Morning Britain. Should we ban bird feeding? Right, can you just bring the music down for a second for us? Turn, it, turn the music down. Or, or just turn it straight off. Right, let's, <laughs> let's have a look at this. Right. Okay, hopefully you can hear, hear this. Here we go. Seven-year-old retired music teacher has been accused of antisocial behaviour, feeding the birds in her own back garden. She was told by the council that if she continued, she could be fined £100 as it was having a detrimental effect on her neighbours in Files, which is not far from Blackpool in Lancashire. So what do you think? Is feeding birds just a very natural way to connect with nature or just a nuisance for everyone living around? Wildlife gardener Kate Bradbury says that feeding birds is a great way to connect with nature, but TV personality Ryan Mark Parsons says it's attracting rodents and if you want to feed birds, go to the park and do it. Um, I mean, I love Kate, but even she He's wondering what is she doing against this this guy. He's nodding as if he like a politician who is like, oh yeah, of course it makes sense to ban it. Like, just wait. I hope you can hear this. Right here we go. A bit harsh. I mean, surely people can feed the birds in their own back garden. Yes, they're entitled to it, but I think it's incredibly selfish to do so. <laughs> I feel like. When I have... Ryan Mark Parsons, broadcaster, apparently. Right. It's... Uh, uh, uh. Birds in my garden, they're very noisy, and they actually destroy... You mean they actually sing? They, they're noisy. How dare they? They destroy the garden with their acidic poo. I think if you want to go and connect with nature, I would recommend going to the park to feed the birds or hug a tree. Touch some grass. You don't need to cause chaos in my back garden because you want to feed the birds. It's incredibly selfish. This guy, on his way into Good Morning Britain, just researched bad things about birds. Acidic poo is one of them. ...about bird song. Seriously. Absolutely. It's Have beautiful. you dealt with... Birds in your garden? Uh, yeah, I live opposite. As as Richard Madeley dealt with birds in his garden. You you write you write the jokes. Some some heathland, and we get lots of birds in the garden, and they're a joy, absolute joy to watch and to listen to. People feed birds in their garden, and you know what it attracts? It doesn't just attract birds; it attracts rats, mice, 
It's a health hazard. They destroy. There's a rat in your garden. What you gonna do? Property. We're not just talking about birds. We're talking about vermin that yeah. comes into gardens because of feeding the birds. Hey, um, Fire Borough Council told us the act of putting out food for the purpose of attracting wild birds to feed in such a large amount on a regular basis has a detrimental effect on neighbouring residents. Now, it's all well and good when they're blackbirds and they're sparrows and they're blue tits. It is not okay when they're pigeons and they're seagulls. And that's what the neighbour... Can I just say something, right? I don't know what she's about to say here, right? It's a, it's just, she, her words were, it's okay when it's blackbirds and little fluffy birds. If it's a pigeon or a seagull, get out. Get, get out. As if somehow pigeons... <laughs> Pigeons? Why do people hate pigeons so much? Pigeons and seagull. Get out. Get out now. What is that about? Pigeon. Don't want any pigeons in here. Oi. Get out. You're a pig. Get out. We're complaining about. Do you have sympathy? <clears throat> I think. I think there's good and bad ways of feeding the birds. I think if you attract huge numbers of pigeons, then it's going to be a bit of an issue. But ultimately... I can only picture from what Kate said there. You know the woman from um, Home Alone? When she has all them pigeons on her. She's having a lovely time, weren't she, in Home Alone? So... The idea that we feed... The banning feeding garden birds should be... Um, Feeding garden birds to be banned is ridiculous. Um, I think, you know, there are better ways to do it if you're just chucking a load of food out. But, you know, feeding birds is a really amazing way to connect with the natural well, world. Well, apparently, according to the Borough Council, it's antisocial. I mean, I think that's ridiculous, really. Are there special feeders you can buy which actually of course. Are, are, are rat proof? Well, I've got I've got squirrel proof and, and pigeon proof feeders, and it's fine. Squirrel proof and pigeon proof. Yeah, oh, and it's just a little cage. And, and so that the small birds come in, mm. and, you know, the larger birds, I mean, they come in occasionally, but so I don't have you know, like, just watching this, this is actually only a three-minute piece on this as well. We've got a minute left of it. He, and the Ryan guy wants to say something. I don't know what he's about to say, but... I mean, Kate's just got gone in there just to be, like, common sense, isn't it? Like, has anyone really, has anyone really moaned about... I mean, I don't get this 97-year-old woman. I don't know what she was chucking out. I don't know. Someone's moaned about her accounts. We had to send a letter. I, I, I actually, I have not actually entered that question. <laughs> a lovely bird feeder up, not to put a whole pile of feed well, well, on I the think, ground. She's a pile of feed. Neighbors do that. I've experienced that with my own neighbors, and they just chuck bread, burnt toast, all kinds of things, and it's it's a nightmare. They cause so much havoc. They don't understand, and it's frustrating. And I don't think Kate's actually considered it disrupts a natural ecosystem because birds are becoming reliant on human-provided food. I, I it increases competition for the birds. Have I have thought about that. I have considered natural ecosystem. This guy's actually really quite angry about this. <sighs> Come on, on, let me just go back through and just hear what he said, and then I will hear what Kate said. And on, he's really angry. And on, by the way, there is a a. A um, they put out a thing. Should birds be banned? Fourteen percent of Britain said yes. Eighty-six uh, percent said no. The rest did. The rest did think. Yeah. 
on human-provided foods. I, I have increased competition for the birds. Have, have you thought about that? I have considered natural ecosystems over the years. Um, feeding bread is really bad for birds. It fills them up without giving them any okay. nutrients. So bird seed, not bread. All bird right, seed, thank not you bread. both very much indeed. That was it. She got a cut her off. Kate Bradbury, right? At a really important point at the end there. Cut off. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This geezer's shouting, oh, it's not good for the ecosystem. An actual important fact at the end there. Nah. Nah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Honestly. Right. Let's get on with the podcast. Unbelievable. After that, I'm not I'm not overly sure if we're going to have time for Arthur. I hope he's going to be. Hello, boy. Hi, Hi Arthur. Ready? I'm ready for you. Hello, Arthur Shandy. Hello. Hello, you're doing. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm ready for it. I'm yeah, ready. The thing, the yeah, thing was, it. Arthur. I'll... Let's do it again, my friend. I don't hey? think we've got quite enough hey? time on the show. Here we have the same time every week. Here we are. Arthur yeah, Shandy. Every week. The only every thing is this week, week yes, some, yes. it's gone a little bit over yes. because I was what? talking about... No, what I'm saying to you is I'm ready for this week. It's a brilliant tip yeah. I've got ready for you. Hold on a second. Ready for, yeah. What I want to say no, was, what I'm saying is I'm not ready. enough time yeah. this week no, time. for your top facts no, to go I've, in here. I've got plenty of we'll have you back I've next. got plenty of time. Yeah. I've got plenty of okay. time. I, I, well, I look, have plenty of time. I'm saying it's just, just no, only this week. No, We've yeah, not no, got no, enough time for right, you to I'm be on saying, the show. I've got loads That's all of I'm time, saying. Right? Everyone loves everyone loves me here on this show. No, everyone, so we, lo we must... everyone loves you on the show. Yeah, it's, that's what yeah, I'm you saying. Go down very, very well. That's what I'm saying. That's why we, my, my... Mu we must make sure we do this every single week. Yeah. Because, because I want the payment at the end of the year. There is, right? I've told you the, before, there's this, no payment the, the bonus, involved in this. The bonus, there's not going to be a big bonus the, at the end of the year. No, there should be because you, you, I know we didn't put it in a contract. I'm just saying that this week... But we didn't put it in a contract, but look, anyway... We'll, we'll sort that out later. I'll send you an email. But but this week, I've got yeah, a great okay. tip. So right. please don't that? get angry at me I'm about this. Not, right? I'm not angry. You're no, getting angry no, at I'm me. Not, no, I'm not getting angry. But you're, you're wasting Just it. this week, I'm just, saying no, not. I wanted to. Not listening this to is me, my favourite okay. part of the week, right? And the listeners. There's not enough time. And the listeners. In no, the pod, no, there's only no, a half hour. Pod, no, I've not got enough. No one there. Hello? Arthur. Arthur. Who's gone? Um, well, that ended well, didn't it? Arthur Shandy there, everyone. Should be back <clears throat> next week. Anyway, I promised you a few top tips for looking after your garden in this cold, cold weather, especially when it's getting frosty. As I mentioned, when I... Just breathing, just breathing over the Arthur thing. As I mentioned, um, on the grass, when it's really frosty and cold outside, you can damage your grass if you keep walking over it when it's like that. Grass is a very versatile plant, and generally it should be okay. But uh, try not to walk over your grass when it's frosty outside. And just like me, putting a fence up uh, just directs in the traffic of your family, uh, like me, around a tree the other way around, and just swapping that over throughout the winter can really stop you getting a trail all the way down the garden. Then you have to reseed it in the spring. You really don't want that, right? Then. We're going to be looking at the rest of the garden, like patios, for instance. Chuck down some salt over these frosty times because it can get very, very slippery underfoot. 
And if you want to protect your plants or, like I said, protect your worms, put a little bit of fleece around them. A little bit of insulation will help them out. Uh, also, with your plants, you can use a cold frame as well. Uh, you can also, like I'm going to have to, is wrap my yucca trees up because they always die in the winter. They don't really love being outside. That said, I think I might bring them underneath... Oh, I just had a good idea, actually. I'm going to do that literally after I get off the podcast. I'm looking at them right now. I think I might bring them underneath the uh, pergola. I've got a bit of roof, a bit of... Bit of uh, a bit almost a greenhouse effect under there, haven't I? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Make it look nice still, but also uh, protect them. Protect your plants is the main thing. Get all of that furniture. If you ain't already done it, if you're lazy like me, all that furniture that's sitting outside, bring it inside, put it into a shed, or cover it up. Get your pillows inside a shed for that stuff. My good friend uh, Jason, who I've not mentioned for ages on the podcast, last time I popped to see him. He was scrubbing some cream pillows to try and get the mould off. I don't know what happened about them, but I told him the bad news. So it's very unlikely that's going to happen. All right. Uh, elsewhere in your garden, top tips for as it gets cold, especially on top of your soil, is mulching. If you've not heard the word mulching before, hey, I don't blame you, nor would I. I was like, what's mulching? Uh, basically, uh, you can put uh, straw or grass clippings, or just another layer of compost over the top of your soil, uh, and that will just protect it, keep that soil warm. So when we come to spring, your soil that you plant into is a little bit warmer, and it also protects any plants that are in there already. If you've got some tips that you'd like to share, then hit me up on social media. I'll retweet them or repost them, uh, and we can share the garden knowledge. I cannot believe it, but that is it for this week's podcast. Oh, no. Oh, it goes too fast. It goes too fast. Next week, we're talking. The music's blending me out, but next week we talk about Christmas lights. Dachshund.